Welcome to the Warrior Mindset Podcast. We are your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. All right, folks, I got you for another debrief episode going deep on some Instagram posts that I bookmarked that I thought I would share with you guys. Again, I do these because uh, it's an effort to spend quality time instead of quantity of time on the internet and social media. Try to get something out of it instead of just mindlessly slog through it. So looking for the lessons in all the posts. Let's start out with this first one from Coach Divine. Coach Mark Divine, if you're unfamiliar with him, just take five minutes and look across my website and you'll find lots of references and things from him. Otherwise, just Google him. He's incredible. Former Navy SEAL commander, creator of SEAL Fit, Unbeatable Mind, and one of my mentors, The Five Mountains of Personal Development. He speaks to this a lot in his books and uh, his teachings and coachings and his unbeatable mind coachings. But this stuff is super powerful if you use it to dig into your own uh, personal development. So um, physical, mental, emotional, awareness. I go with awareness, so intuition and awareness, um, self-reflection basically what that is, and then Kokoro. So bringing all that stuff together. I believe in this so much uh, in my martial arts school where I teach people uh, martial arts. I have uh, enveloped this and put it into our practice. I I require at a certain level um, everyone to write me a paper on this in order to advance. And I've also sort of thought through um, the evolution of a student in my program and how for significant belt levels or significant um, milestone levels, I want them to go through each of these uh, mountains. Um, I'll read to you his post here where he says, Most people have a distorted view of their own development. They pretend to be way more squared away than they actually are. Some are fit, but inside they're emotionally weak. Some are intellectually strong, but physically weak. Then others are accomplished, even wealthy but lack connection to others or higher power. So they wield their perceived power over others. To become integrated means that we are physically strong, mentally sharp, emotionally and morally mature, intuitively aware, and spiritually grounded. This wholeness allows you to move beyond limiting ego stories and win the battle over your mind. The five areas you want to become integrated are what I have referred to as five mountains. Physical mountain. It's easiest to start your growth training with your physical self. Where your body leads, the mind follows. A fit, healthy, and balanced body will lead to a fit, healthy, and balanced mind. Amen to that. Mental mountain. Traversing the mental mountain is far more than engaging in traditional education. It's becoming a lifelong learner and developing whole mind thinking. Emotional mountain. You will see that many of the things holding you back are emotional, shadow, shadow baggage from the past, 
Developing emotional awareness will uncover what emotions drive your behavior. Intuition Mountain. I call it the Awareness Mountain, more so than intuition, but it's the same thing. Developing your intuitional mountain brings focus to the belly and heart as part of your whole mind system. We'll get into that. Kokoro Mountain. Ascending the final mountain is about applying everything you've learned, living your purpose, standing your ground, and committing deeply to master yourself daily. Um, I've, I've talked about this at length myself, and uh, I uh, was part of uh, his, his program. Um, I've done all of his stuff, Eight Weeks to Seal Fit, the, you know, Unbeatable Mind stuff. I was uh, a member of his uh, coaching um, program and all that stuff for a long time. Um, so let's start at the beginning. So physical, everything starts with the physical. Often, um, you know, when I'm training someone in, in martial arts, in karate, that you know, uh, their physical journey, big, becoming physically fit, becoming healthy, sort of parallels um, the martial arts training. So there's there's a lot of work to be done usually, um, but that is definitely, um, as he says, the easiest place to start, and the best place to start because, um, you know. Uh, you know where the where the body leads, the mind follows. Um, mental mountain. This one is uh, you know one of the usually one of the second places that we start to work um, in in my martial arts program um, and I, and you know in in the world in general getting better. Uh, once you begin to tackle your physical self, then you need to start working on your uh, mental capacity. You know, so it's not just about um, you know, taking a class and building a side hustle, right? This is about turning to learning. This is about becoming better every day through knowledge um, and experimentation and um, exploration and about embracing that mindset. Um, the emotional mountain, uh, you know, and, and then, it, then at some point... You know, you're becoming physically fit and mentally fit. You can then turn those that lens and those tools onto yourself, and 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 dive into um, your emotional state. So, what are the things that are limiting you? Um, what are the things that you want to fix permanently in yourself? You know, and that takes uh, taking a look in the mirror and, and staring yourself in the eyes deeply. Um, it's it's tough, you know. And then there's emotional awareness, which is, you know, what are the things that, that trigger you, you know, um, to to do one thing or the other. All right, the next one is awareness. Uh, he has intuition awareness. I call it the awareness. Um, it's kind of what I focus on. Um, so this one is this one is about, um, you know, so so in in the twenty guiding principles of karate, one of them is first know yourself, then know others, and that that is. You know, that is from a long time ago. And, and you know, uh, Coach Divine also has another one, which is master yourself, serve others. And you can't expect to help others until you are self-aware of where you are in your limitations and the things you bring to the table. 
until you properly have explored those and cataloged those for yourself, um, how, how can you expect to help others properly, right? Um, and that's what this is about. This is about, you know, really putting these things together so that you can um, serve, so you can help, um, and also it, by knowing yourself, it helps you become aware of others. It, it can you can help lead others down this path, or you can simply uh, help understand others, right? That's important. Okay, that's important to becoming com- a completely integrated warrior, um, which is to take the goodness that you've pulled out of yourself and then be able to see that and recognize it and connect to others. The final mountain, Kokoro. Kokoro is that Japanese term um, for, uh, you know, basically bringing everything together in the warrior spirit. Um, it is the black belt right it is the the uh the uh, you, you want to think pin ultimate level you know that you can bring all of these things together and be wholly integrated this the, the kokoro mountain is you becoming and living the integrated self it's hard to do you know i love how he's laid this out you know it's is it perfect no is it oversimplified? I'm not sure. Um, I think that uh, it's really good for me, and you know, I preach this, and I think that it has helped a lot of people, and I recommend you dig into it. Um, another bonus from Coach: A closed mind will never be an exceptional mind. <laughs> um, that's just that is just is what it is, right? Um, <laughs> I I've uh, another friend of mine was I was like in a group text or whatever and uh he said to someone who who this this other person is always like always kind of knows what you're going to try to tell him beforehand or has been there done that or whatever and he said like I'm going to I'm going to butcher it but he said some, something like hey man imagine a world where there are things in it that you have yet to learn it's a beautiful place you know and uh I, I just like that. So, you know, don't, try to approach things. Um, it, you can't just say approach things with an open mind because that's a little simplified. You need to look at these five mountains that we just talked about and use that to open your mind. You know, um, look at things with empathy. Look at things with, uh, you know, this approach to learn. Always be a white belt, you know. All right. Dr. Danielle McGinnis, I can't remember what her handle used to be. Um, she's awesome. I've been following her for a, a good two years or so, and, and I find her intriguing. Anxiety thrives in the absence of clarity is what her post. And um, she says, A lack of clarity can feel so deeply destabilizing, and for so many right now, this ambiguous holding pattern we're in might be stirring up all sorts of energy. Right? Within your immediate environment, there are things we can find that are certain and help provide clarity and anchoring. So I think a lot of times anxiety comes from unknowing. It comes from the absence of clarity, right? The opposite of clarity. 
It's not necessarily confusion, but it's just not having that thing that grounds you. So, you know, one of the things that I've coached people um, unknowingly, hopefully doing a good job, but this really helps solidify it in my brain, is also that it really helps to find um, something that anchors you, you know? Um, just that thing. It could be that person, you know? It could be a place or whatever, but something that sort of helps you understand that things are okay, that things are the way they should be. Uh, this one's from uh, Frank Boxing Coach from Montreal. Um, I really dig this uh, account, too. I've been following it for a while. Uh, if, you're, if you're into fighting or, or coaching fighting or you just generally like that mindset, this is a good one to follow. Um, as a boxer... I mean, as a fighter, as an athlete, whatever, you can insert there. As a boxer, you shouldn't desire the attention of the coach. Instead, aim to become as coachable as you can be. So, I mean, I've I've recently had similar issues uh, with some of my students, or you know, it's my perception. Maybe I'm maybe I overthink things or whatever. And I've seen it in other, I've seen it elsewhere as well. And and it is something that that I struggle with, and I spoke with my, my teacher, my sensei about this recently, which is, you know, you, you have, let's say you have 10 students and, and, you know, and they're like children. You're, they're like your, your children to a degree in that you want to give them all equal attention, but you, you really can't because along the way, at some point, one is going to need more attention than the other. One is going to uh, encounter hardships or confusions or whatever over the other's it's just going to happen, and so you're going to have to spend more time with one or, or more than one at a time. How do the others feel? How do the others interpret that? Um, do they feel slighted? Do they take it personally? Um, if you are spending more time with the other one, how do they take it? Do they, do they think you're giving them special attention? It's, it's, it's tricky from the coaching standpoint, but this post I like um, sharing this because it puts it on in, from the other point of view, which is, as the student, as the fighter, as the boxer, as the karateka, you shouldn't desire the attention of the coach. Instead, aim to become as coachable as you can be. Therefore, you will get the attention that you might be seeking. Become coachable. Right? As a, as a student, as a athlete, whatever, the coach's attention is not something you can control. Right? You can't make that person spend more time with you or whatever. Instead, work to become as coachable as possible. I like that. From the Compete podcast, um, it's easy to be a dreamer. Wouldn't it be nice if? <laughs> it's usually how your dreams start. There's zero risk, zero chance of failure, and zero chances of you getting hurt by just dreaming. But you just can't do big things in sports or life from the sidelines. It's not possible. So the post is, we aren't what we say we'll do. We are what we do. Competitors aren't dreamers. They're doers.
And, you know, that's not just in sports. That's in life, too. And this one's deep in that, you know, yeah, you aren't just what you say you'll do. You are what you do, you know? Um, For the most part, winners, competitors, those that, those that get things done, they don't just daydream. They do. There's a lot that goes into that, right? You know, don't just dream big, live big. And what does that mean? That means do things. Don't just sit back and plan. You've heard analysis paralysis. You know, don't fall into that loop. Just start small, just one step. And I know that's easy to say. And much harder to do. But it's accurate. Not just because they put it in an Instagram post here. It's true. You know, like training martial arts. I've said it many times. The days where I don't feel like going... Like, I'll sit around and think about it all day, and then time comes for class, and then I start trying to come up with reasons why not to go because I don't feel like it at that moment. But those days that I do go are probably the best, you know? They're probably the best because expectations are gone. I'm just lucky to get there. It's the same in everything else. The more you plan and the more you think, the higher their expectations get, and then... You know, when D-Day comes, it's not that great. Uh, A couple here from the same account. I kind of, they look the same and I kind of fell down the wormhole on them. Um, Driven mind training. Positive self-talk. So they give some examples of positive self-talk. And um, what is that? What is self-talk? Well, self-talk, um, it's the things you say to yourself, right? So what do, you say, what do you say to yourself when things are hard? Do you have a, um, do you have like a go-to thing that you say to yourself? You know, like the little train that could, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. I mean, do you have something? Do you have different things for different environments or different tasks? Um, maybe you should, um. I've definitely uh, practiced positive self-talk. I found it can be very beneficial. So some examples here in the post of positive self-talk. I'll get better with practice. Struggle is progress. I feel alive when I work my ass off. Make myself proud of my effort. I can do hard things. Each mistake is another step forward. Champions are built during discomfort. Focus on quality. Right? It's ways to take the uncomfortable or the thing you don't want to do or the bad thing that's happening and turn it positive and put it in a progressive positive place in your mind. If you have to say it over and over again, like a mantra, like a like a prayer, whatever, that's what it means. Self-talk 
can be super powerful. Um, like in that final push too, like whatever that final little bit of whatever is where, you know, you need that extra, extra little oomph. Um, it's, it's, it's very useful and think through, you know, think through some things that are tough that you routinely go through or whatever. Maybe there's something that you're trying to overcome or whatever you're suffering with. Try to, try to come up with that progressive, um, positive, um, sentence that you can say to yourself. So they have maybe the other side of this, why you aren't, why you are not improving like you want to. So the post is uh, why you're not excelling. So these are some things. Um, wow, they have three. Well, I'm going to dig into three. So uh, these are some things that sort of um, touch on ego. Okay. So why you're not excelling? You're not asking for help. You're not training your mind. You're half-assing sleep and nutrition. You're competing instead of practicing. You're avoiding fears and weaknesses. You're trying to do too much. You're caught up in what others are doing. Do any of those... Or any of those things that, that you encounter... <laughs> those any of those things that you do um think about those think about those that's a this is a good like uh checklist of things to kind of dig through uh which is this other one which is what to watch out for when it comes to ego issues okay or or so along with that list these are these are actions that maybe you're doing okay looking for quick fixes not asking for help, cheating and cutting corners, constantly seeking approval, always worried about scoring or placement, doing more than is appropriate, not working on your weaknesses. Listen, all of the the five mountains that we covered help you diagnose these things, okay? Traveling down the, or, or utilizing the five mountains really helps you diagnose these things, okay? So let's break some of these down. The ego can show up in in these places. You're looking for quick fixes. Like, are you uh, just looking for the easy way out? You're looking for the simple thing. You know, like I don't know what you do for your job, but is is there like a just a little you know easy thing you're looking so you can end your day early instead of doing it right? Not asking for help. You know, are you are you burdening too much of the load because you want to be like a hero? Or or can you just not let down your guard enough to ask someone to help you with something? Okay. Cheating and cutting corners. Like this is one in particularly in the gym, if you go to a gym that is um that writes down your, you know, whatever you did that day or whatever and so you know, you're you sort of like let's say you have to do, you know, a bunch of reps of the same thing, and everybody's doing them. And so you want to finish first, so you don't do as many as everyone else. Guess what? You finished first. But also, guess what? You didn't do everything. You know? 
constantly seeking approval. So do you need, so is your self-image sort of defined by someone else thinking that you're awesome? (laughs) You know? Like, why is that? Why do you need to be awesome in order to feel good? Uh, we'll always worry about scores placement. That's kind of similar to cheating, cutting corners. Doing more than is appropriate. Right? Are, are, do you just like, you know, do you just do all the work faster than everybody else? You know, whatever, so that you can be the hero? You know? Um, in the in the web development web design world, we have a we have a term called the hero developer. You know the the person who will stay up until you know three in the morning every night. You know so they work they're getting more stuff done. But you know after a while their work begins to suck, and then you start wondering, well, why are you up until three in the morning every night? You know, it, you're not really being a hero. You're just like you want to be a hero. Instead, all we really want is just to have this shit done. Not working on weaknesses. So you keep making the same bonehead mistake over and over and over. You know, don't be sorry, be better. That's that's the best, you know, most long-term fix, you know. If you keep apologizing for the same thing, you're not sorry. You know, that's how I feel. Okay. All that sort of like health, self-help, coachy stuff, um, whatever. That's just where my brain's been. Um, I hope I hope you can find those posts uh, helpful. If you if you want some, just reach out. I'll, I'll be happy to talk to you or whatever. But uh, here's a couple more. Um, there aren't necessarily related to that. But maybe they are. I don't know. Um, here's a post on Wired. Um, television like The Boys. TV show The Boys is destroying you. It's not blowing your mind. It's bludgeoning bludgeoning you with shock. Um, You know, and they're talking about this show, and they're talking about sort of like the shock value. Um, Like, one of the scenes is, like, uh, exploding Nazis. You know what I mean? Like, they're saying that, like, you feel good by watching that. But actually, it's hurting you. It's hurting your brain. It's sort of the, sort of this overstimulation um, aspect that they're going for. And, you know, I find that sort of, I don't know. It's more of a, it's more of a statement on where we are, I think as a society that we're debating, you know, the qualities of a TV show. Um, I don't know. And I just think that, I just think we we get into this thing where we're overthinking all this stuff, you know? And, you know, maybe this show, I watched it, maybe this show is doing damage to me and I'm not aware of it. But I just, I don't think so because I don't think I care. I, I think people think I think people think that people care too much about dumb shit like these TV shows, and that they think we're not able to just enjoy it for what it is, you know. And whether you agree that you can enjoy violence or not, whatever, I don't know. 
Read this article. Let me know what you think. I, I would love to have a debate with somebody on this. And the other one is uh, this last one. Um, and, and I saw this because I follow her, uh, Jillian Michaels, and I think, I mean, you know, this woman is she's huge in the fitness world. She's been around forever. She's a she's a serious industry leader, um, and someone that we definitely should not ignore. Um, her, I guess, her replacement counterpart, Jen Waderstrom. I, I really like her too. Um, just bringing her name up because they, you know, one replaced the other, and and I, I gotta I gotta think that and I've had conversations with both of them, and I and I or not Jillian Michaels. I've had conversations with Jen, and I think that um, she probably would say a lot of the same things, even though she herself does CrossFit. Jillian Michaels herself does cross some CrossFit. Um, but this post is about um, CrossFit. Is it bad for you? Um, she says, Olympic lifting and CrossFit is dangerous. Workouts and CrossFit are just beatings after beatings. And of course, um, you know, CrossFit world on the internet went insane. Okay. Uh, so to remind you, back in like 2018, she did an op-ed why she wants you to stop kipping in CrossFit. Then, like 2019, she did another one about why she doesn't like CrossFit. Her argument in that one was that it has maybe 20, 25 movements that don't really vary. Um, and then, you know, of course, CrossFit went nuclear on her and they hate her, etc. So this is like, this one's like the fourth time in two years where she's, I mean, she has like one and a half million people that follow her or whatever. That she's rallying against CrossFit. Um, I mean, come on. A few key lines. You're taking some of the most advanced fitness modalities in the world. Gymnastics, Olympic lifts. These are for elite athletes. To me, CrossFit is exercising. But it's not about having a plan having a training-specific program, and then progressing that plan. To me, it seems like beating after beating after beating after beating unless something has changed. Every friend I've had that was into CrossFit had a serious injury, serious, whether it was heart attack, shoulder issue, or you name it. She's talking about her other co-host that had the heart attack while he was doing CrossFit. Um... I think she's right. And I think CrossFit people are right. I don't disagree with her. <clears throat> and I think that nine times out of ten, even in my own cases of coaching, if someone's injured, it's because I, as the coach, miss something or... I mean, you know, each person does what they do on their own, right? But, and, and there's no such thing as perfect programming for, ev for, for everyone. Um, I don't think she's wrong. I think a lot of the inherent issues with CrossFit come from the group model. And then what happens is everyone sees these people in the games and they, they want to do that. 
And what they don't realize is that those people don't do group classes, right? Matt Frazier, Tia Toomey, Brooke Wells, they don't do group classes for their program, right? You do. You are in the general physical preparedness level. You belong in group class. They don't. They need specific work for specific things to specifically be competitive on a world stage. You do not. Therefore, also, and in some, the group class programming does not need to be like a world-class athlete's programming. And I think that is part of the where things go wrong in CrossFit is that we do a lot of the same movements as prescribed at the same weights as you know, what a world-class level athlete would be doing it is. I'm not saying you can't be a world-class athlete. I'm just saying you have to build to it. Period. Um, so, you know, maybe she's not the most eloquent way of digging into it. I'm not sure I am either. Um, it, you know, and it, I think it's a little more complex than just saying, that it comes down, like you read the comments here, it just comes down to the coach. It's, you know, if you get hurt in CrossFit, it's because of shitty coaching. Possibly. Um, you know, it's also accountability, man. You, you also have to be accountable t- for yourself, for your own decisions. I don't know how many times I've told people, hey, don't put that much weight on the bar. And they look at me like I'm crazy. And then they do it behind my back when I'm talking to someone else. Um, you know, Group class is hard to accommodate everyone, right? So you have to make sure, as a coach, you have to make sure they are all coming to the level that you need the whole class to be at, right? And if and it's just like in, in school where you have that one kid that blows the bell curve, right? That can happen. Well, you've got to isolate that one person. You've got to do that as a coach. The other people are going to want to be like that person. That's cool, too. It gives them something to attain, but you've got to set it up front and make sure everybody's on it and make sure they're aware and make sure uh, you're not screwing them, you know? Um, My opinions, I would say listen to what she has to say and then, you know, go look at some CrossFit shit and see what they have to say. Uh, I, I think you'll probably fall somewhere where I fall in the middle in that you know, one thing's fun, I want to do the fun things, that's cool, do them, but do them safely, you know, that's really it. All right, that's about all I have today. I hope this was helpful in some way. Again, if it is, or if it is not, let me hear about it. Look forward to next time. 